these combos We gon' show you how the world goes AG combos We gon' show you how the world goes AG combos We gon' show you how the world goes Take a look at the world We livin' in it falling apart Put the glass muscle and guns But don't show hard Time to spark a conversation Let that be a lesson Speak the truth in the booth What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 42 of AG's Convos. Back in the PCB studio is me, AG, and Mr. Kenny Schmidt. What up, doe? What's happening, brother? Man, this has been a nice little week, man. You know, uh, you know, sometimes you have these um, conversations mm-hmm. with your significant other. Uh-uh. And it's not, uh, I don't want to say it's an argument. It's a one of those things that gets blown out of proportion. You know what I'm saying? Like you just have a conversation and then somebody takes something a little bit more serious than what it really meant. And it's like, all right, but I had one of those today. And then when I had one of those today, um, everything's good. I mean, at the end of the day, it was all like talked about and it was good. Yeah. I think it was good for the conversation because a lot of people don't have those conversations with their significant other that they need to have. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like that conversation has to happen. Absolutely. And even if it's not uh um even if it's it, it might not even be nothing bad. It might right. just be something that's just revelation. Yeah. Or like like mine's today like I was talking about some one thing but it led to something else and mm-hmm. then it led into a whole argument about and I ain't gonna even say argument a whole disagreement about something yeah and then that conversation lasted for over an hour you know what I'm saying yeah. like literally over an hour so but by the end of that conversation there was an agreement made you know what I'm saying like yeah. I I understand where you're coming from and I understand where you're coming from right you know what I'm saying but uh it kind of had me like I was feeling some type of way, but I wasn't really feeling some type of way. Right. Like I was feeling some type of way, but I had got over it. But I was still down. Like, dang, I'm sorry I had to have that conversation. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know, uh, it's I I feel a little bit better now. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, that's good. You know, I um, I just had this very same conversation with a a buddy of mine last night. Um, Shout out to him. He know who he is, and I know he's listening. He's a very, very new fan of the show, but uh, him and his girl picked up on it a couple of days ago, and she's just running through the episodes from yeah. what I understand. So very much appreciated there. But, you know, um, um, it's interesting that, you know, sometimes you run into these situations where it's like, how do you have that conversation? When you have a a topic that leads into a question yeah that turns into a debate yeah. and then that bait that debate becomes somewhat testy and it's like okay this is going down the wrong road yeah, i'm wrong, not trying to go there right now i'm gonna separate myself from this situation a lot of people would rather just 
Separate. You know, yeah. Divert. Yeah. Avoid. 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 You nah. know. But the fact of the matter is, it's when you can sit down and have those conversations. Got to hit it head on. And really be respectful and mindful of the fact that we already know we disagree on whatever this thing is. Okay. Well, let's get to the root of why it's even a topic of conversation. Yeah. 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 Why because are we even of, having this conversation? Yeah. Because in a lot of cases, there's something deep seated. There's something underneath that layer that's feeding this argument, right. you know, and, you know, the, the example that I gave to him is, you know, there's certain things you do for the house mm -hmm. and there's certain things you do for home. You know what I mean? The things you do for the house are the tasks. Yeah. You know, those are the things that have to be done on a somewhat consistent basis in order for the clock to run like it's supposed yes. to. But what you do for home is what helps you sleep at night. Yeah. It's what makes you know that I'm comfortable. I don't have the anxiety. I don't have the worries. I don't have the the unknowns. I, I just yeah, those I have questions this piece that, that you that you want answered. But you don't know how to ask them and they end up coming out in an argument, but right. they're like just questions. Right. And they get answered. And now that you know the answer, you're like, damn, why was I even so, you know what I'm saying, hung up right. on it? And I know and the answer is there, but you just wanted the answer. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, give me that answer. But you gotta be willing to ask that question. Yeah. But it's also um it it deals with both parties have to listen though. Like Absolutely. you have if if I'm if I'm gonna be in a relationship with you, I have to listen to you. I have to, you have to listen to me. If I tell you something and you, and I'm telling you, and I'm telling you from experience, I'm like, all right, this is, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. Boom, boom, boom. M my problem would be that if I tell you that at, in a relationship and then you go and ask John, Paul, Peter, what oh, I, right. what I just told you. And they give you the same answer, and then you come back to me and say, well, I talked to John, Paul, or Peter, and they told me the same thing you told me. I told you that. I don't need no confirmation from him. Right. <laughs> what is you doing here? What are we doing here? Don't you trust me? Aren't we Aren't we in this thing together? I wouldn't tell you nothing that I don't think is true. Right. And if if you feel like I'm not true, just Google it. Don't go and ask another <laughs> Another person about what I just told you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I understand some people yeah. need that second, yeah. but confirmation. Right. That, but that's not. If we're in a relationship, I don't really need no outside person to tell me that I was right. Right. I know well, I was right. So you know, and that was another part of the conversation that came up is you know, keeping the house in the house. You yeah. know what I mean? But to your point earlier that I really wanted to touch on, which is the fact that you have to be able to be vulnerable enough to actually bring that question to your partner. Yeah. And you got to accept the fact that there's something about your position on that po that problem that makes her uncomfortable. Yeah. And I and I came and that's why we came to the conclusion cuz I came to the conclusion that okay, I came off a little harder than I should have came off. Right. You wanted it in a soft way. I don't know how to do that. Right. I, it's not me. That's I don't even know right. how right. to do that. I'll, soft. What do you mean? Right. I, I'm telling you what it is. That's all right. I can tell you. Right. But you're telling me. I'm telling you, and you're not Too saying much it energy, right. right. You're not saying it right. right. And I'm like, all right, I get it, but that's just. It's, I don't know. I'm trying. <laughs> so, so there's two takeaways here that I that I want to make sure we outline. Yeah, yeah. The first one is. And I've said it before, you have to listen to understand. You can't listen to respond. Yes. You have to listen to understand the point, the energy, the the meaning behind what your partner is saying. Yeah. The second takeaway is, and I said this last night to my dude, you know, when you listen to your partner talk, don't listen as the person she's talking to. 
Listen as an observer to the conversation. Yeah, and I had to do that. Because that the first hard. thing that happens when you listen as the person she's talking to is you respond to what you're hearing. That's a waste of your time because you're not going to actually hear what she's trying to no. say. You're going to hear what she actually spoke. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you listen for, as an observer, as the actual recipient of the conversation, you can't say nothing yeah. because I'm not listening to you to respond to what you're saying. I'm listening to you to understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. Get the whole point. Get the whole point across. So as an observer, you're much more aware of body language. You're much more aware of word selection. You're much more aware of nuances and 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 stuttering and hiccups and tears and when her voice breaks because she's emotional. You start to pick up on that stuff. Yeah. You don't you can't hear it. You yeah. can't see it when you're actually waiting to respond yeah. to it. Yeah. And if you do those two things, you'll just be much more receptive. Of, of the conversation, right. of what's really happening. Yeah, and that's what I had to come to realize. Uh, I mean, it started off a lot of choppiness, but then after a while it was like, all right, let me just listen. Just let her talk, right. And let her just listen, you know what I'm saying? And to the point where we were able to, like, just talk about it. And it, it wasn't nothing detrimental. I'm not trying to put my business out there like I'm out yeah. here arguing this shit all day. It was yeah. just that it was a very heated conversation about something very very simple but at the end of the day it could still bring your day into a whole nother like why are we having this conversation I don't even know but since you want to go there let's go there but the (laughs) fact that y'all can do that is still love each other at the end of the day oh yeah that's and not you know what I mean that's that's huge that's a sign of the actual relationship I love it I commend you on that you know that (laughs) I I, um I had a pretty decent weekend myself if you notice my voice is crazy my my baby girl had a football game she had to cheer at, and we cheered as loud as we could for a team that didn't win, unfortunately. <laughs> but they competed. I'll give them that. But it was getting cold and rainy, and I started to lose my voice. And then the next day, I went to see you-know-who for the second time yeah, I this heard summer. that the Chappelle shit was Man, jumping. that shit was crazy. <laughs> but know, they said they only talked for like 15 minutes, though. But here's the thing, and this is the part that I think frustrated a lot of people yeah it was billed as a a, a screening of his new untitled documentary yes that's what it was it was not a concert it wasn't meant to be a concert so if you know that you're coming to watch a movie yeah basically prepare to watch a movie it's a crowd he had a, a, a show to put on and he put it on with the people he put it on with absolutely and that's what happened and don't get me wrong he still had his comedians yeah. you know do the openings or whatever else he actually had an artist from Dayton that he just said, look, hey, we cool. I want you to get your name out there. I'm going to probably have 20,000 people up in Cleveland. Come get on stage. I, and I, I actually follow that spot. dude. I didn't even know I followed him. And I follow him. Oh, and, that's cool. And he posted the post of him being on stage. And I was like, who is this dude that he's on stage at? Dave Chappelle? Thing. That's just how Dave is, though. And but, the documentary tells you that Dave is all about helping his community. Yeah, yeah. The whole Dayton is a very, very small place. Right. So when you think about Dayton, and then you think about where he's from, even smaller, Yellow Springs, right. it's like they kind of mesh. So right. it's like Zena, Dayton, Yellow yeah, Springs. Everything like, is right, right there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, dude, you, you, when you in your town, the big part of his town is Dayton. Right. The small part of his town is Yellow Springs. Right. You know what I'm saying? So 
So so he made he he created an opportunity for somebody who probably wouldn't have had that. Never. At least not right now. You know what I not mean? Not that audience. Yeah, not that audience for sure. I mean, it was a it was a packed house for the event that he was putting on because he's Dave. Mm-hmm. But Dave's like, I'm not going to win by myself. I'll never win by myself. The whole the whole documentary was about the barn series, the mm-hmm. the concerts that he put on down there, which you know we went to in August, I believe yes. it was. And I didn't realize he had done like seventy shows, mm. and anybody you can think of in the world of comedy was there. Wow! Trevor Noah, Chris Tucker, Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, and he he goes through the process of trying to make this happen. You know, in the wake of George Floyd during COVID, when it wasn't possible to happen, mm. and he did it for the sake of the community that had been, you know, decimated by what was going on in the world with COVID. Mm-hmm. And he said, "If, if I got to take the bull by the horns and uplift my community, I'm gonna do that." Yeah. And he did that. And dude, it's the way he tells the story and the people he had contributing to this message. It you you. At some point, you're like, "Is this thing ever going to end?" Oh, you wow. know, it was. It's about a two-hour documentary, but it's a two-hour movie. That's what you should have expected. But I think people were expecting a Dave Chappelle concert. Concert, right? But I had already, I had already accepted what it was going to be, and yeah. I just enjoyed the movie. And dude, it was the most moving thing I'd ever seen. Yeah, I heard you it really can't appreciate what COVID did to people until you see how it affects people, mm-hmm. not businesses, but people. And we look at these comedians as stars and businesses. They they are people. People. And they were affected. You know what I mean? It, it's an unbelievable telling of the story. But my favorite part of it was when Amir Suleiman got up there and gave this poem. Oh, dude. That dude know how to flip the game. Wow. If you don't know who Amir Suleiman is, look him up, listen to him, give his poetry. And I'm telling you, he will rock your freaking world. Wow. And that's exactly what he did. He put COVID, he put um, George Floyd, he put racial injustice, he put strife, he put it all into this like three minute poem. Mm. And you're listening to it going, whoa. You, know, you knew if they should be had him there, it had yeah, to be a it message was to be made. Yes. It was insane. I'm literally sitting there with goosebumps listening to this That's dude good. talk. Yeah. The whole, I don't get goosebumps. <laughs> That's good. I was in <laughs> awe. Yes. The entire, it might have been five minutes, the entire time he was talking, it was unbelievable. Please look him up. Mm. I'm not even going to, I mean, he don't know me. This ain't no promo. This is just something that the people need to hear that my audience will appreciate. Please look up Amir Suleiman. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, I'm going to look him up myself. So, getting to the episode. This is a special one. I'm, yes, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited about this. You know, we talked last week that Alonzo hadn't been on for a while. So, yes, this is another Links Not Chains episode. Links Not Chains. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but we're going to take it to the next level. You know, Links Not Chains that we had talked about, it was this concept that I put in place for me and a friend of mine in jail to really talk about some of the things we were trying to do to kind of motivate each other to operate in our own space. He's operating in the prison system. I'm operating with the free community. He turned his ideas into a program, AV, a voice slash vocation from inside. That became his movement. Mm -hmm. I turned my business efforts into a program that would support what he was doing. Links Not Change was just the name of a segment on the podcast. 
but I took it to the next step. I've made it a business. It's a nonprofit organization. Yes, now. sir. And today, my board, the board of Links Not Chains, will officially meet Alonzo Quinney for the first time so we can bridge that gap because that's the whole concept. Let's Look go. I'm so, that's what I'm we so doing. pumped for that, man. That's going to be so dope. I think you'll really enjoy it, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting the listeners involved. I want them to hear what we're doing. I want them to hear the kind of people that are participating. And I want them to hear from the source what they can do to help. So let's go ahead and make this phone call happen, brother. Okay, so welcome back to AG's Convos. We now have the team assembled. On the phone right now, we have members, the board members of Links Not Chains, Mrs. Denise, or excuse me, Mrs. Janice Williams and Miss Denise Patterson. Hello, ladies. Hi, how are you? Very good, very good. And we have the one and only AV official facilitator, Mr. Alonzo Quinney. What's going on, brother? <laughs> Links not changed. Links not changed. <laughs> we back at it. It's been a while, brother. It's been a long while. How you been? Yes. Oh man, I have been excellent. You already know we're pushing the envelope. Absolutely. Uh, with the work in here and linking this community to that community, and I, I just feel honored. I finally get to meet the team. There you go. <laughs> so this has been a long time in the making. This has definitely been a long time in the making. But I want to get the uh, the officials out the way. Um, once again, Alonzo Quinney, if you want to do a quick introduction, let them know who you are. Not that they don't already know, but they like to hear it from the source. <laughs> uh, let them know who you are, what you're doing, and uh, where we're going next, brother. For those who don't know, my name is Alonzo Quinney. I'm a volunteer program creator and facilitator of the AV program for the Coaches Center. And I'm linked up with Links Not Change for the sole purpose of link, linking this community to that community. And one of the works that we do is help men uh, with their reentry plans as far as getting back out into society and making sure that that transition is a, a success. And how we plan on doing that is just keeping them abreast to understanding what it is to, a, you know, adopt the attitude of, of achievement, you know, and focusing on community service, you know, true remorse can only be shown through action. So we take the initiative to, you know, act first uh, on a positive note mm -hmm. and just successfully overcoming all the criminogenic barriers, you know, according to our ORAS system that we have inside of here with the reentry assessment tool. This is also a, a form of, you know, believing in, in, in faith, family, and friends. That is one of our our main uh, objectives is to overcome these barriers by being empowered by, you know, those close to us. So having this opportunity is big for me because it's a way that I get an opportunity to give back. Unity in the community is like my golden word. So this is what I use, and this is how men, you know, step up to the plate and prepare themselves. So right. one of the things that we got coming up uh, January 29th, you know, the holidays are here, so we want everybody to enjoy their families and, and, and the things that they're working on, is we want to create what is called a success table. And the success table is designed to, like, radically change the dynamics of graduations and appreciation ceremonies by honoring those returning citizens 
and uh, uh, with formerly justice involved individuals, you know, who've proven themselves to be exceptional citizens and in, in, in word and in deed. So when these people get out, you know, after experiencing uh, this situation, surviving this situation, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's a graduation to uh, return back to society with a positive mindset and working with people in the community like Links Not Changed, Culture Center, and uh, different other service providers that's out there that will aid in housing, uh, that will aid in skill set training, uh, to push that envelope. So the success table is just one way to honor people. And I'm seeing this thing like big, like BT or the SVs in some way <laughs> in the future down the line where we can, you know, honor these organizations across the country that returning citizens have created in their communities. So another project that we have going on at the same time is called the Reentry Club. And that's Conscious Lives United Beyond Barriers. And what this will do, this will set up an opportunity for guys 24 to 12 months before they go home or before they see the parole board that they'll have some form of prep that they'll have an opportunity to work with our community partners. Everything that Links Not Change has to offer, and that will be inside. This is a three-phase uh, process. So we want to engage that year instead of waiting to like the last 90 days and mm-hmm. or six months to a person is released because, you know, the anxiety is there, uh, the stressors of really not having a viable plan, and that could lead to, you know, Either getting flopped by the poor board or just, you know, not being properly prepared. And, 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 you know, for you know it, you know, recidivism is not being, you know, overcome. And guys end up coming back to prison because they, you know, they didn't have plans or they didn't have people in place like we do today with these organizations to curb that. So we want to give them opportunity. Uh, like I said, our first phase is inside the prison. And then there's two phases outside of prison that will take place with our community partners outside. So guys will be aided from the time they come into the institutions with orientation, uh, learning what the institution that they're in is all about, what the reentry club is all about and what it's geared to do. And each individual will have an opportunity to sign a commitment for that last 24 to 12 months uh, phase, which is a pre-release phase. Uh, And we believe that, you know, of course, recidivism is three years. So if you complete a year process in prison and two on the streets, and uh, they're all they all have graduation ceremonies at the end. So those are three completions, which we believe will have guys, you know, certified in a way to, hey, say, you know, I've overcome recidivism, right. you know, through this intensive uh, program. So I mean, it's the work that we're looking to do, and being that I have the time that I have in almost 26 years, this is the need that I see. This will also help all case managers. Uh, this will help all secretaries because they are very overwhelmed in here. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, just imagine having 200-some guys and you're a counselor and uh, you have to see their situations through, each individual situation through. And some guys just don't know what they should be doing when they come in. So that's where the entry club comes into play. That's what links not change come into play. That's where coaches come into play. That's where AV come into play. And we, we just embrace men and women and, and give them an opportunity. And this is a grassroots 
part of the process. So I'm looking forward to working with you guys. I can talk for a long time, so I'm going to get Paul back off the mic so I can hear y'all ladies and, uh, and just, you know, give me some of you know some of the work that you are into out there as well. So, so be- thank you for your time. Before we before I get to the ladies, I do want to uh, correct the record. They probably heard you say January 29th and had all kind of light bulbs go off because I gave them the wrong date about five minutes ago. So my apologies. Oh, man. <laughs> my, my, my head is everywhere. I got too much on my plate, but I did. That is the correct date. January 29th is the date uh, planned for the success table, which will take place at GB Entertainment Studios as a AG's convos episode and uh and at the end of the at the end of the first month of the new year. So I'm kinda looking forward to that. I think we need to start the year off on the right foot. One to three, but twelve thirty get there early. That's right. One to three is the time. That's right. So uh, next if um, if you don't mind going first, Janice, I'd like for you to introduce yourself to Alonzo, let him know a little bit about your background and how you think it kind of helps get some of this uh, agenda and these initiatives pushed forward. Okay. Well, first of all, Alonzo, I feel like I've met you before because Arthur speaks so highly and so often of you. <laughs> so I feel like we've already met. <laughs> I really do. And um, yeah. And um, I just want to tell you that I was just picking up on your energy. The fact that, oh my goodness, I mean, you are living and breathing something that is of utmost importance. So I just want to thank you for this commitment, not just to yourself, but to all the people who are there and just seeing their plight. So that had to get that out the way. So about me, um, so I am a clinician. I'm a mental health worker. I have a degree, a master's in social work. I've been doing this thing for 45 years. And, and oh yeah, oh yeah, but I'm young. Don't let the age fool. So, <laughs> Our journeys have crossed in many ways. Um, as a clinician, I'm dedicated to a variety of populations. And one population that I was especially committed to, because it's all connected to mental health. It really That's is. Right. Um, right. In 1980, I wrote a proposal for the United Labor Agency, which has gone bye-bye. But I wrote a proposal for a female offender program. And this female offender program was pretty much rooted in the same things you're talking about, looking at the needs of young women who, by virtue of trying to supplement their income, being on what we called ABC back then, um, not seeing opportunities to take care of themselves or their children, resorted to behaviors that led them to be incarcerated. So the short of it is we would go into the jails. I would go in. I don't know why I'm saying we. <laughs> I would go into the jails, have a program, yeah, where I worked with a small number of women, and the goal was to assess, to support, to connect. It's pretty much the same things that Links and Chains is looking at. And I did this for about two years. Um, I'd say wow. a third of them, a couple of them went to college, um, maybe another third okay. of them found gainful employment, maybe another third, that's been a long time, 1980, maybe another third um, um, were victims of recidivism. So we didn't help everyone, 
but the ones who were able to receive it benefited really well. Um, and so beyond that, that's my connection with, you know, I'm, I'm very, very familiar with the, the trials and the needs and um, very supportive of anything that helps people get a brand new start. So in addition to that, I still do mental health, but adoptions and foster care is also a part of my life and work history. That's a good 25 years. Um, I just saw a statistic, you guys, that said one out of every four foster child who um, ages out of the system ends up incarcerated. I just mm-hmm. saw that today. And I believe yep. it's higher than one out of four. I but do those too. are the statistics they have. Yeah. And so just to end this, because I really can't wait for you to hear Denise and all the wonderful things she does, <laughs> let me just tell you that on a personal level, my husband. Um, served seven years at various correctional facilities, the last one being Lucasville. He uh, came out in 1996. Uh, We won't go into the charges. They were trumped up, but it didn't matter. He still had to do the time. But he is a honors graduate of Cleveland State University. He got his degree in 2019 with honors. He is a social worker. He retired with 45 years from Ford. And when I was listening to you talk about your success table. Oh, yeah. Oh, he needs I'm to be on, on the same page. He is such a prime example. He's so amazing. Yeah. So, if, if we I'm, have an I'm open seat. I'm not you with any more. Yeah, we love to point these things out. Like I said, I'm picturing us uh, having a whole sitcom or show or, 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 or something based on how these, these people – survive uh, and and better themselves, you know, and give back to the community because that's what it's all about. The more that men and women educate themselves, the more that they uh, take the time out to think about other people and and put other people first, that's true remorse, you know, and it can only be shown through your actions. So we have a duty, a duty. uh, Crime is like the worst thing that could happen to our communities, the ripple mm-hmm. effects of crime and how it holds uh, the, you know, we just got to be accountable first of all and make amends through, you know, and I believe that's, that can only be done through community service. That's why I volunteer my services. And awesome. I will continue to do this because I know that this is uh, a light that popped on in my head uh, due to mm-hmm. substance abuse issues. That's why I touch bases with you for real with mental health. Because I just didn't know how uh, how drugs could really, you know, alter Absolutely. your mind, and, 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 and I didn't know that it was a disease. So Absolutely. I had to do my investigation to see how I got in this seat. Absolutely. You know, and how I'm I got here. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you go ahead. Yeah. So, so <laughs> beginning to develop plans, uh make an effort to reconnect and serve my family and my community, yeah. uh, create goals and case plans to address the ripple effects of reentry in itself is right. our goal. And right. we targeting right. people like Harry Bloomer, uh, Maurice Claret. Yes. We got people out there in the community that, that, you know, that are, uh, great, great, uh, social activists, uh, right. not just social activists, but community activists. Yes. That's what's most important. So the, where we're at right now, I believe, and I pray for this every day for people like you, for people like yeah, your husband, you. for, for the yeah. listeners of this of this podcast to just, yeah. you know, give us a chance, you know, right. give us a chance to show you. And we can show you through positive work, though. 
you know. And, right. Uh, so that's, I'm, I'm thank you. So I'm going to have to loan him to you. I wish the date was the 15th, Arthur. On the 29th, I'll be just returning into the country, but Michael will be here. Oh, I'll he'll be, be gone. Here. Yeah, well, I'll make, I'll, I'm going <laughs> to drag him Michael out the house if I have to. Michael will be here on the 29th. So, I'm going to put him for proxy, okay? Perfect. Michael, perfect. Michael will be my proxy. Well, I, I don't, I don't want to get <laughs> too. I, I, I'm saying, now, hold on. Now you've been passing off this date the 15th. Is there any way it's, that we could accommodate anybody? It's just, uh, I think that it's important uh, to have the team present, and this is my first opportunity. So, well, we we could talk up. We could talk about that offline. I think if if we end up changing the date, trust me, you'll hear it here first. I'll make that commitment right okay. now. But as of right now, it's the it's the twenty ninth. As of right now, it's the twenty ninth. We gonna hold that date until we can until something changes. But I don't want to okay. get too far away from what we're doing right now. Um, you know, right. one of the one of the key elements to a successful effort is a successful vision and getting the right message out, not only to the potential clients or the potential participants, but to the world as a whole. You know, that's why we have a very um, knowledgeable and experienced individual that's kind of facilitating the funding of the uh, nonprofit organization, which is now in place for Links Not Chains. Uh, But on top of that, internally, we needed to have a, a very professional presence that uh, you can't really find on the streets. You can try your best to buy it, and it probably costs more than you can hope to spend. But um, I was fortunate enough to have somebody in my circle who has a ton of marketing experience, who has a ton of outreach experience, who is more versed in connecting people than I am, which is impressive in my opinion and that's denise patterson denise i wanted you to get uh get the time to introduce yourself to alonzo and tell us what uh, you want the world to know about you as well well thank you for that very generous introduction um alonzo like janice i feel like i know you i think that arthur is your biggest promoter um, he's been telling he's been telling me stories about you for years Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I love hearing you on the podcast. So it's a, it's really a treat to be able to actually talk to you. So hello, finally. Hello. <laughs> um, my background's a little different than Janice's, um, and I, I really admire everything that she has achieved. Oh, after um, it, it really is amazing, Janice. Um, uh. <laughs> I, I was doing nonprofit work after I graduated from college um, in the arts and also with HIV prevention in a lot of uh. grassroots organizations. And I'm really mm-hmm. a big fan of grassroots organization because mm-hmm. I think that they really get the work done. Um, because they're so close to the issues. There is a place for large nonprofits, obviously, but I, I really have a, a strong belief in grassroots. And um, I, I got my master's degree with the intention of staying in the nonprofit sector, but actually, which is how I met Arthur at Sherwin-Williams. So I think we've been friends for about 20 years. Um, so my background is marketing. So I am, you know, a a marketer to the core, and um, my work with nonprofits have 
has been more on a volunteer basis and not formal like Janice's has been. Um, I have worked before um, helping to set up nonprofits. The most recent one actually was about 10 years ago, but we we're working at um, setting up arts programs within prisons. We had some artists that we worked with who would go in and be able to work with people just for creative expressionism. And um, I was so excited about that. And my career has just put me on the road a lot. And um, I try to balance that with a lot of learning and support where I can do it and conversations. And Arthur and I have had a lot of really meaningful conversations for me um, about just belief system and community and um, how we don't connect ourselves enough um, as members of, of communities. And as he started to talk about your vision, Alonzo, and then his vision um, and kind of what he wanted to do with his company and with this nonprofit, um, I have a, a strong passion for it because I, I really, um, you know, we can all work with individual groups, but here's the opportunity to knit everyone's efforts together mm-hmm. so that we're all, we're all moving together. And, um, I kind of jumped at the chance when he asked me to be on the board because I believe so strongly in it. And like I said, I feel like I know you from everything he's told me, but I also have great confidence in, in Arthur and am just excited for this opportunity and will, you know, market my, my booty off to get everything done <laughs> for you. <laughs> So we are we are definitely. Um, I'll just. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You can you can respond. So yeah. So so what I'm hearing is just a collected, collective mindset, a growth mindset of of, of individuals who. Uh, this is just not something to do. You know. Right. Uh, I'm hearing that you know the people that are on this team we we take this serious and I'm letting you know. Uh, from the inside out, that I won't let you down. This work I do, I take very serious. Uh, I dissect every individual that I run across for purposes of it has to be real uh, in order to be filled, or it has to be real because programming is, every it, everybody can't do this work. Right. So I believe mm-hmm. it has to be inspired by God, first and foremost, uh, a higher power uh, that I, whatever you may have, or, or whatever you want to call him, uh, not to get into too much spiritual, but I just feel that, you know, my power comes from someone, something greater than myself. And mm-hmm. with that being said, is you, you, don't, you don't just meet people by chance. You don't just run into good people by chance. It's hard. And like Arthur said, you know, being able to run into you, for instance, and with the, the passion that you have with the work that you do, it's just amazing. So you should continue to be proud of yourself, and I feel honored. And like I said, I'm going to continue this work. Uh, one of the, one of the things I liked is the grassroots situation as well. Peer to peer is to me one of the strong points because you're actually dealing with people who know your situation, uh, know what you're going through, and that's how you you get empowered in a sense. And for 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 you guys to to have faith and, and believe in my vision and the visions that we hold together, uh, I'm on board. 
And awesome. my team, my graduates, these guys, they create, I encourage them to create programs. I encourage them to create situations that totally line up with their own personal life. And that's what makes the programming all right. That's what makes the programming cool because you're not taking pieces of this from over here, pieces of that from over there. You're doing your own work, and that's a process. So when me and take the time to go through a process of change to uh, make that transition real, it's motivation to me, and I, I wake up doing it. I go to sleep doing it. Okay. I have at least 20 guys, you know, come to me on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, it's just action for advice or what could they do and my thing is just motivation so and i follow people who know they can't do it by themselves you know when a person yeah. feels like they have arrived or they got all the answers those are people i tend to stay away from because i don't believe in that but if you're a man and you know that you need help and you're not afraid to ask for help, or a woman who knows that you need help and not afraid to ask for help, then those are the people that I follow. And that's why me and Arthur has have been so so close. One of the reasons we have been so close, I'm going to say that, because mm -hmm. we understand we, when we need help, we're not afraid to ask for it. But we're right. not afraid to go get it either. That's right. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, the, the right. timing mm -hmm. of this couldn't be much better. You know, I won't get into a lot of details, but... Um, our, Alonzo and I have known each other since 1985. So we're talking. Yeah. So we're talking. Yeah. We're talking. Yeah. We were climbing trees. Right. So, you know, that's, that's a long time. We grew up in the same neighborhood and that neighborhood has deteriorated drastically over the course of that time. And even just in the last 24 hours, there was a, a major incident within a couple feet of my mother's home, you know, so it's yes. it's really turning up the the temperature a little bit and the sense of urgency mm -hmm. on trying to, you know, rehabilitate some of the people in these communities. Because if there's one thing that our old yes. community has um, a a almost perfect record on is recidivism. I mean, I don't think there's anybody that got out and didn't go back in at least once you know so no, we, and we know these people the good thing about these people is that they trust us they have seen you know some yeah. of the steps that i've made they trust the people that i'm affiliated with and i know that i can make um make some impact um, in that community just by showing that we're moving in the same direction um on their behalf as we are on our own behalf uh, that Alonzo, despite his shortcomings, has um, committed to doing bigger and better things for himself. Uh, one of the people from our community uh, that has gotten out was recently with Alonzo. So he can speak from the outside or from, you know, about what's going on on the inside and speak to it directly because he's seen it firsthand. He's seen Avi firsthand. He's only been out. How long has Haywood been out? Six months? Three, four months? Yeah. So yes. he's he's very conscious of what we're doing and what we're trying to accomplish. So we can have, you know, formal, formal conversations with the people that are literally in ground zero about what we're trying to do and start to turn that tide a little bit. But there's a drastic need for community input. You know, we've got a new mayor coming into town and he's already committed to making some strides in this neighborhood. So we're going to hold his feet to the fire. Um, I believe this success table is one example of something that he can become aware of and support 
Um, so we're going to we're going to broadcast it. That's what Denise is going to help me do. Figure out the right way to frame this conversation with these individuals and make sure that we're getting the support we need. So there's been a lot of content put out there. Alonzo, I appreciate you uh, blessing us with your presence and introducing yourself to the team. Yes, that's right. Link's not changed, yeah. bro. <laughs> Looking forward to meeting you, Alonso. Thanks oh, I can't face. wait either. Yeah, so to know God that uh, I love you and be oh. blessed, and God bless you and your families, and y'all take care and be safe, okay? All right, bro. Thank you All so right, much. Thank, Thank you. you to you. Stay safe. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Bye bye. To be continued. That's how I like to end. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> to be continued. Exactly. I love it. Okay, ladies. So there's Alonzo. You've met him firsthand now. You've got a uh, you've got a much better feel for his drive. I mean, the guy has a Energizer battery in each hand, each nostril, <laughs> each ear. He will never run out of steam. So uh, I want to I want to make I sure that it. we're supporting that to the best of our ability and capitalizing on that from the inside out. Um, his his passion is infectious. Uh, you know, said, you know, I'd love to get Michael involved in this. I mean, he's exactly the type of person your success table is talking about. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. <laughs> I absolutely agree. And to whatever extent you know this team can participate in that event, I want to make that happen. I think you not being present, you know, it's one of those things we can't necessarily change but i think michael being present would be huge so um we'll figure well, out you gotta help me talk him into it okay? oh I, I i will i will literally jump on his head if i have to come on uncle okay, mike good, good. you're hearing you know, it here and, man we and need he's you embarking on working with um substance abuse so denise you you uh how do you feel about uh where we're moving which direction we're moving in um i i think we're moving in the right direction and with really good momentum and this uh, success table is really an opportunity for us to showcase our goals through experience. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, the, this is example. It's not just something that we're talking about and we have a vision, which we do, but this is the end result. This is, this is what we're working towards. Right. And I think that that is, um, yeah. You know, it's really hard to do that when you're just starting up. Right. And, and so we're I think this is incredible. Yeah, we're a little bit ahead I of the curve. I, I would agree as well. And that's why I think visibility is important, which is why I wanted to get the word out now. Um, you know, this is this is a big opportunity for us to really showcase what we're trying to accomplish through, like you said, case histories that are tangible, things that people mm-hmm. can listen mm-hmm. to guys talk about. And it'll probably end up being, you know, an hour and a half conversation, maybe even a little longer, because I believe there's seven or eight panelists on this uh, roundtable, maybe nine with Uncle Mike. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm, I'm absolutely looking forward to it. Uh, before I uh, end this conversation, did you ladies want to bring anything extra to the table as it relates to links, not chains or uh, what you hope to Part, or what kind of participation you want, you want to see from the, I guess, the community as a whole. You know, I think we need to ask the community to do certain things. Uh, you know, I always used to think that if you just kind of let them know what you're trying to do, they'll figure out where they fit in. But maybe that's not a realistic thing. Maybe they need yeah. to hear what's needed in order for us to be successful. Yeah. 
I personally don't think that's going to be a problem at all. Um, I'm a consultant to an organization called People, Places, and Dreams mm -hmm. that focuses on um, the rehabilitation of people with substance abuse history. And I let her know that I saw a great opportunity for a partnership with Links and Chains. And she was so excited, the director, Nafisa Aline. So awesome. I think there are elements in the community that are looking for those linkages because the one good thing about an organization that lets you know how viable it is, is knowing what you can, can do and what you can't do. Right. Um, networking, linkages towards the same goal, that's how the community succeeds. So I'm very optimistic about that because what we all try to do is what we do best and then make linkages with others. None of us can do, no man is an island. None Absolutely. of us can do it all without the support right. and assistance. So I'm very optimistic about our networking and linkages with the community. Now you see yeah, I there. agree with you, Janice. And mm -hmm. I think to build on that, you know, I've been in a position before where I thought I can only do this little thing. It's not mm -hmm. really going to make a difference. But, you know, there is an opportunity for every person to participate or contribute in some way. Right. You don't have to you don't have to carry the whole burden on your back. Um, right. Every one of us you know, can contribute. And like I was saying to Alonzo, this is a way for links, not chains, to really knit all of these efforts together. And yeah, that includes just members of the community who can, I can okay. help you out with this event, or I can come talk, or let me introduce you to some people. Yeah. Those, you know, acts that um, are maybe more simple can often be the game changers. Absolutely. And, and so I, I think we okay. have something for everyone and we'll be mm -hmm. most successful when we're really bringing everyone into to be a part of this and however Absolutely. they're able to be to participate. Mm -hmm. I agree a hundred percent. And one, one thing I'd like to add to that is that this effort has no boundaries. And I only say that because mm -hmm. I know that I have listeners in other states in the country and other countries in the world there are things that you can do, even if just by phone and even the people that are outside of the country, I talk to all of them in one capacity or another. So don't feel like you're too far away to participate. Don't feel like you're too far removed to make an impact. I really believe that, you know, the more engaged people outside of our circle, excuse me, our circle become the more effective we'll be at getting the message out. Because when you see it working, you're much more likely to tell others about it. And when you're a part of that success, you're definitely going to spread the word. So find a way to fit into the program and just let me know what that is. And we'll squeeze you in. We'll find a way to make you a part of the program because we want as many people touching this project and this effort as humanly possible. So I just wanted to make sure that I put that out there as well. <laughs> Okay, well, I know both of you ladies are still working, which is crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's what you do. And I guess technically I am as well. But that's what Links Not Chains right. is all about. It's, it's about. it's about never giving up on the effort. So... Once again, I thank you both for taking a minute to um, to be a part of this, thank um, making your time available. Thanks so much, thank and thanks, you. Ken. Nah, okay, no problem. Right. <laughs> Everybody have a good night. Denise, Arthur, we're doing the work. Get some rest. Absolutely. Take care, lady. Okay. All right, bye-bye. Talk soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. That's what we're doing, brother. Yeah, man. Great. 
great, great, great conversation. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put it out there. You know yeah, what I mean? Man. Until you put it out there, it ain't real. You know what I mean? So, I am absolutely looking forward to this. My voice is crazy, but it is what it is. I, uh, I really hope that my listening audience took the time to really absorb what was going on there because there's a lot of moving pieces. You know, yeah. there's a lot of information, but there's so many resources. I mean, just in those three people, you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't say nothing about what I bring to the table. No, no. I mean, you're you, here. You know what I mean? I'm you're just, here. You know what I'm, saying? Like, I'm, I'm the know. puppet master at this point. But at the end of the day, like if you look at if if you listen to this podcast on the regular, if you're a right. regular listening to this podcast, you kind of get it. Right. Because we've been leading up to this point. Absolutely. And leading up to this point. And then now you get to meet certain other people that's part of something. You're like, oh, it's a whole. Oh, OK. Yeah. All right. It's a whole gang of people involved. It's, it's people involved. And and just like Arthur said, if you want to get involved, you can be involved also. Absolutely. And your name will be in <laughs> shining lights if you want it. Or your name will be undercover if you yeah, don't. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I really just want. I want to get as many people involved as possible. Because yeah. like Alonzo said, this is going to be bigger than us one day. Yeah. And I want everybody that's a part of me to experience the same kind of joy that I'm feeling right now. And there's a lot of anxiety behind it because there's so many things yeah, that need working. to be done. It's work. It we is working, work. Man. <laughs> you know, but that work becomes a lot lighter as more people participate. Yeah. And I think I mentioned it a couple episodes ago. Somebody was saying, like, man, do you have any help out here? And I'm like, I got a lot of help. Trust me. I got a lot of help. A lot there's a of lot of people, people that I don't, you know, that I bug on a regular basis. But they are there for me. They're there for us. They're there to make sure these things work. Yeah. And now you got to meet a couple more of them. I mean, and as time goes on, you'll get to meet more of them. And you'll really understand that, oh, if I do choose to join in, I'm on a... I'm on a bus. You're, you're kind of. I'm not on a bike. A, a bus with a lot of important people. With a lot of important people These on it. These people is. I mean, when they start giving out their their credentials, I was like, hold on. <laughs> These people are somebody, right? <laughs> and they chose to take their time out, right? To start something else that's going to help other people. Absolutely. And that's the big part about it. Because I'm telling you, like they you said, they still at work. Time. They do not have time. I'm still at the office right now. I'm right. not I haven't even left, but I'm going to be on this call with you and we're going right. to do this. That's the kind of love that people have, yeah. man. And you know, I've known Denise for over 20 years. Janice is my aunt, you know, so yeah. we're family. So these are long ties. These are people that I know that I can go to sleep and not wonder whether or not they're going to come through like they said they would. So it makes it a lot easier for me to wake up with a fresh pair, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And a fresh set of eyes and, and really push towards my own agenda yeah. for the sake of what I'm trying to do for everybody else. Yeah. You know? I, I, I can tell you this, though. I was having a rough day today, but being on the but hearing what I just heard kind of brightened it up a little yeah. bit. It was like, oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> right. That's sweet. And, it's, you know, the other thing about this, man, is... You know, that help comes from all demographics. You know what I mean? Like my aunt said, she's she's no she, she's been doing this for 45 years. Mm -hmm. OK, I'm not even 45 years old. Right. OK, so <laughs> you understand this isn't a 20 something year old. You know what I mean? Just kind of throwing her head at something. Denise is literally an executive. Mm -hmm. She has much more important things to do in her life. And she doesn't even she's not a part of this community because mm -hmm. she's from a different community yeah. but she's more engaged in it than most of the people I know that are literally living in it you know what I mean she's yeah. been a part of it she's been a part of this community outreach effort 
since she graduated from college. Yeah. And she's older than me as well. You know, and I felt like I had to surround myself with people that can help me grow. Again, yeah. like we said, you know, you want to be rich, you don't follow, you don't hang with poor people. Poor people you right. want to be important, you don't hang with nobodies. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to make a difference, you hang with people that have already you done are, it. You are your surroundings, you are your circle. That's right. So my circle is impressive. I, I, amazing. I can tell you that. I make it a point to make sure that the people that I lean on can hold me up yeah i guess is the simplest way to put it so (laughs) i'm i'm super excited i want to keep this episode short because i want people to pay attention to it and i notice that the short ones people really get into oh yeah because they don't it's a short listen so it's easy it's real easy they can get to it and i get it yeah yeah not that they avoid the longer no the longer ones are are very good that's why they're long (laughs) (laughs) they're good but the shorter ones are like straight to the point and you know it's gonna be something you're like dang it's only a 45 minute episode what the hell he talked about right right (laughs) it must have been it must have been really really good and really important So, yeah. So, again, folks, uh, January 29th is the tentative date for the success table uh, hosted by AG's Convos, a sponsored event for Links Not Chains being executed by AV and coaches. Uh, I'm super excited about this. Over the course of the next couple of weeks, we'll probably put out the names of the attendees that will be present. We got a few that we still need to confirm, but uh, this is going to be a big event. It's going to be hosted. There's going to be limited access as far as people go because it will be a closed event for a few different reasons. But it's an exciting time, and I definitely want you guys to pay attention to it. Uh, I really do appreciate everybody for listening in to this episode. It was special to me. It was special to Ken. I hope it was special to you. This is AG's Convos. And we out. AG's Convos, we gon' show you how the world goes. AG's Convos, we gon' show you how the world goes.